0: Hi everyone, thanks for joining me today on the Divine Messages podcast. My name is Karina and I'm a psychic medium out of Calgary, Alberta. Today's episode is all about the life of a psychic medium. After having a great conversation with a friend of mine, I was inspired to do an episode about what it's like to live as a psychic medium. We were having a conversation where I had told her that I'm so used to being judged and that I've had to create some pretty thick skin and learn to not hide from who I am. And she turned to me and asked me if it was perhaps just me feeling that so I was being judged, but maybe it wasn't that way at all. She had also said that she would be surprised if people did feel that way because she saw it as just being another job. So I went home that night and really sat with it all. I had to go within to try to find that answer. And so I started questioning everything like, am I just being defensive? Am I imagining that people are being judgmental? Is it all in my head? And as I sat there meditating on it, the answers that started to come to me were pretty specific. My spirit team took me on a journey all the way back when I first started working as a healer. I was so excited for my spiritual path and I didn't hide it from any of my friends or family. But then slowly, I started to lose certain people in my life. And I do understand that when you have a spiritual awakening, the people that don't match your frequency will fall away and will be replaced with others that are part of your soul group. But I really felt hurt, because as some people found out what I was really doing, they were either against it, they thought I was crazy, or they were just plain scared of it all. I had one of my very good friends that my kids and I saw all the time since they were all babies, look me right in the eye and say, Karina, I love you, and you do what you want to do, but I feel it's wrong. I was absolutely crushed she was fearful about what I was doing. In my head, I wanted to defend myself and tell her, you know, I've seen both sides and I know which side that I work for. I wanted to tell her that all that I've ever wanted to do was help people, and how could helping people be wrong? But all I could manage to say was a simple, okay. I didn't have it in me to try to explain it all to her, nor do I think that she would ever have been willing to listen. And sadly, we ended up just drifting apart. That interaction was just the beginning of many over the years. I've had someone ask me about my new skills as a Reiki master years ago, and they joked if there was a happy ending. I've had others look at me as if I was some crazy 1-800 psychic and in full disbelief of all of it. I've had others terrified to talk to me because they think I'm looking right into their whole life. And just recently, I was cleaning out a lot of my emails, and I happened to find a couple that were very interesting. One was from a former client. She had found Jesus and told me that what I was doing was evil, and that she was writing to me to save me. Another was from a guy on Facebook that I've never met, who told me God sent him to save me. So to now go back and answer that question if I feel as though it was just me feeling that people were judging me or if in fact they actually were. The answer was loud and clear. I was not imagining it. People have come right out and judged me to my face and that's what I mean about having thick skin. I'm used to it and as a healer I see that their judgment comes from fear. Fear of their own religious beliefs, fear of the unknown, and I've grown to just be okay with it. I would prefer not to spend my time trying to convince others that just because I communicate with the deceased on the other side doesn't make me any less of a person. I don't ever feel the need to defend my own religious and spiritual beliefs because we all have our own journeys, and mine involves helping as many people as I can in this world. I honestly used to really hide, though, because of that judgment. I stopped telling everyone what I was doing, and most people found out through word of mouth. And it's not that I was in any way ashamed of what I was doing. It was just that I got so tired of the judgment. We have this community page on Facebook and someone on there asked about a medium and my girlfriend tagged my name in it. And instead of being honored, I was fearful. We live in a very small city on the outskirts of Calgary and I panicked worrying about all the moms I knew from the school that would be on there and would be seeing it. I was afraid, and I mean so afraid, that I asked her to remove my name. So you see, I hid from everyone and everything until now. Having this podcast has truly helped me to be proud of who I am. It has taught me that in order to help as many people as I can, I have to stop hiding. This ability is what I'm called to use, and it's a very difficult job, but also one that I am so proud of, and I have to be okay with not everyone understanding it. When I was younger, in my preteen and teenage years, I turned to alcohol to numb out life. I was tired of feeling, not only my feelings, but the emotions of everyone else. I'm 45 years old, and it took me until about almost 40 years old to actually like myself. I had made such poor choices over the course of my life, and the alcohol really contributed to many of my traumas. And I admit, I wasn't always a good friend or a girlfriend. I was so caught up in my own distorted world, and I can now see that it was my own weird survival mode. Whatever would get me through another day, I would do. And no, I didn't live a life that I was proud of at all. I thought I was weird, and one of those reasons was because when I would go to my parents and tell them that I was seeing spirits, and that I just knew things about people, they told me that it was all in my head. So of course I believed them, and I tried to hide behind alcohol to numb it all. I was a counselor at a very young age, and not by choice. Everyone seemed to somehow confide in me. They would tell me their deepest, darkest secrets, and I never understood why. I remember being just 10 years old, and my parents used to have all these major fights. They fought our entire lives. And when they would have these huge blowouts, my two brothers would escape, and they would somehow corner me and make me sit at the kitchen table for hours to listen to them. While they would each plead their case. I wasn't even allowed to speak. I was just expected to be there. While each of them would say things like. See what your father did to me. And see what your mother did. It's her fault. And I'm talking. They would tell me personal. Like really personal details about their marriage. And it was horrible. I was so young. And I was also their child. This was a normal part of my life. I don't even know if I could count the amount of times that they did this to me. But now, seeing it all from a psychic point of view, I do understand it. And as an empath, an earth angel, and I'm still uncomfortable with that term, people need me to hold the space for them. Strangers will stop me in stores and pour their hearts out to me. It's part of the job as a light worker. And years ago, when I went through my spiritual awakening, I was no longer able or wanting to numb my life with alcohol or drugs. I had learned to step into my role as a spiritual counselor, and let me tell you, it was scary and intimidating to give others any sort of guidance. So many times I felt as though I was a failure, asking myself, who the hell do you think you are giving advice when you are so messed up yourself? But over the years I realized two things. One, that I was just channeling the advice from up above, and so I didn't have to have my life in perfect order in order to help others and two, that every single time I helped someone, it was as though I would gain a little piece of me back. It was almost like through helping others, I healed my own life. My one favorite saying that I say all the time to everyone is, to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others, and that really is the truth. Holding the space for others as they navigate their own journeys is one of the greatest gifts that we can give to another soul. A lot of people ask me what it's like to live life as a psychic medium. And that's why I wanted to do an episode about it. Well, the first thing I will say is that I definitely don't have all the answers. I can only see so much, and I probably won't know all the answers until I cross over myself. And I for sure cannot see for myself or my family. So one day, the battery on my car died. And a friend of mine said to me, you're psychic, how come you didn't see that coming? Sure, I mean, I do get a lot of intuitive guidance that I really do listen to, but can you imagine knowing and predicting your own life? How would anyone ever learn the lessons they need in order for their soul to evolve and grow? I think I would be an absolute mess if I could see everything for my family and myself. The thing I find about being psychic is that it can be difficult and exhausting because I feel everything on such an intense level. Things that most people don't notice, I see. I can walk into a room and feel which person is anxious, depressed, angry, sad, or even excited. Now I try my best to turn it off because I don't want to see and feel everything. And when I meet people, I'm usually tuned right out because I have to live my life as normally as I can. Plus, it would be wrong and intrusive to be nosy to try to see into others' lives if I wasn't reading for them. I'm also always, always exhausted. Energy work is very draining, but it's not always the work that does that to me. I spend most of my nights having such vivid dreams and astral traveling that even if I got nine hours sleep, I feel as though I haven't slept a wink at all. And I do have some techniques that I could use to sleep better, but at the end of my crazy day, I fall into bed exhausted, that I completely forget to do them. And being psychic, I have so, so many people that rely on me, friends, family, clients, and strangers. I'm their counselor, their mentor, healer, and advisor. And I'm so grateful that people trust me the way that they do. But having such an incredible responsibility can be overwhelming and I shut down a lot. I need my quiet time so often. So that means no TV, no radio, no noise, just alone time so that I can clear my energy, process, and sort through the day's energies. And honestly, that can make me a terrible friend. I know that. There are so many lovely souls that I consider to be the greatest of friends, and I'm often left with guilt for not having enough time for everyone. I know most of them understand, and for that I feel really blessed, but I just can't seem to do it all. I really struggle with balance, and I'm a Libra, so if I'm unbalanced, I'm a complete mess. The other thing that I find hard as a psychic, and maybe this is just me, is that I tend to hide my feelings from others. I feel my job and purpose is to help everyone else, and I need to be the rock and have an incredible strength to handle others' pain, so I do tend to sometimes bury my own stuff. And that's the reason why I shut down from the world so often, so that I can work through my own baggage in between it all. The gift that the universe blessed me with is a soul group of sisters that I can truly count on. At the beginning of my spiritual awakening, I met an incredible healer named Joanne. She has helped me through some of the scariest times along this journey, and her wisdom and teachings are something that I will be forever grateful for. She has the kindest soul and instantly puts you at ease so much so that both of my children love her and allow her to work on them. I know she was placed in my life at the right time and I will never ever take her for granted. Another amazing psychic and healer is my girlfriend Susan who lives in Maui. I actually met her through Joanne and at a time in my life when I needed some major clarity she read for me and helped me so much. But the most amazing thing was that when we spoke we just knew each other somehow We have been together in many past lives and we have become so close over the years she has told me that i'm the daughter that she's never had and i love her as my mother my friend and my soul sister and she is my psychic when i need clarity or healing and on a trip to maui about a year and a half ago i was staying at her home and her friend susie q walked through the door we both looked at each other and we instantly recognized one another Susan even asked if we had ever met before because of the way that we were looking at each other. But we hadn't, at least not in this lifetime. But our souls just remembered, and we were both so happy to find each other again in this life. She is also one powerful healer. She is someone that I go to when I need help to clear something. And then there is Lauren. We were sisters in a past life, and the day I met her, we instantly knew we were family. She's one of those people in my life that I can really be myself with. When I'm having a tough time, she will spend literally hours on the phone with me so that I can get what I need to off my chest. And I don't let many people know if I'm struggling, but she's someone that I know will listen and always, always tell me honestly how she feels and gives me the best advice. She is also a healer, and sometimes having a phone conversation can just ease my mind in ways that I don't even think she's aware of. I'm also blessed with such incredible friends, ones that I truly enjoy spending my time with, ones that make being friends with them effortless. There are too many of them to name, but you all know who you are and how much I love and value you. And lastly, I was gifted 75 Reiki students that I am so grateful for, because they trusted me to be their Reiki master and trusted my teachings. It's amazing to have all of these ladies that have incredible abilities be a part of your team. When someone's in need, we all turn to each other, and that is a gift. I really don't know how I would do any of this type of work without all of these soul sisters. They keep me grounded, clear, and strong. And what I think is important for me is that there are people in my world that understand all that comes with being a psychic medium and healer. As much as I have said over the years that I don't want to have this ability and that I want to live a more normal life, this is me. I'm here with a big purpose and I have a mission to fulfill. The nights that I spend behind closed doors crying because it can be so draining, exhausting, and emotionally painful, wondering why I was chosen to be a messenger, are the nights that my angels and spirit team whisper in my ear that I'm strong enough to handle this purpose. The one thing that truly keeps me going is knowing that maybe, just maybe today, I helped bring peace to someone's life. And if I can take all of my pain and hard lessons and give back, teach others, and make a difference in someone's life, then I will continue to do this job as long as I possibly can. It's not an easy life as a psychic medium. I don't always have my shit together all of the time, but I do try to live a life that I am proud of now. I have grown and evolved from that broken young girl. I do know things, I see things, especially the deceased, and it may not be normal to everyone, but this is my normal, and one that I can finally say that I'm proud of. So I want to thank you all so much for joining me today on the Divine Messages podcast, and I hope this episode gives you a little insight into my life as a psychic medium. Please bear in mind that the perspectives and opinions represented in this podcast are based solely on the Divine Message's interpretations. We can in no way be held responsible for the actions of our followers.